Hey, travelers. Welcome to episode 84 of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Ran, and returning to join me this week, we have Emerald. Hello, your lovely Lord Lady Emerald has returned. Man, after uh, a week of being sick and then a, a week of technical issues, I am I am definitely glad to have you back on board. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, sorry about all that. <laughs> oh, it wasn't nothing your fault. It's just the face just lined up against us, I think. Yeah. But we have had a lot to catch up on since uh, since the last episode, since we did take a week off. I know that this week, for originally for episode 84, we had planned to take on Furina's character chapter. But since then, as you know, we had the big 4.3 live stream event came on. So, got to kind of shift it back up again. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do that instead. <laughs> it seems both yeah. uh, Farina's and Lenny's story quest will be will be dead in a ditch. Uh, uh well, Lenny's might. We, we yeah, we definitely still need to do Lenny's, but uh, Farina's we should definitely get on to. But after 500 years of putting on a show and direct attention, I think Farina can stand for one more week of a break. Yeah, that's that's for certain. She deserves a break. She deserves all the rest. Oh, after that character chapter, she absolutely does. So. We'll give her one more week to kind of get uh to get her legs back underneath her and get get uh, back to full strength, and then we'll give her a shot next week. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. All right. Well, guys, for all of our new listeners and those returning, thank you for joining us. I know we've been out for a bit, but uh, we are definitely glad to be back here with you with some uh, good coverage this week. If you want to follow us outside of the podcast itself, you can also join us on Twitter and on Blue Sky at HoyoCast. And you can also join our Discord community at discord.gg forward slash The Resonance, where we are always still ongoing, chatting, bustling, joking, cracking up, having just a grand old time. So you are always more than welcome to come and join the community. And I mean, there's really, as far as like news going on this week, we really don't have a whole lot that's been new, to be completely honest with you. And with everything in the live stream, we're pretty much going to cover everything in there. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah, uh, we got a couple of things. Uh, as you know, that uh, Genshin Impact was nominated for both at the Game Awards this year for Best Ongoing and for Player's Voice. So we didn't get nominated for Best Mobile Game, but Honkai Star Rail did get nominated, and to to my collection, it won as well, didn't it? Did win. Yeah, it won. It won that award. Yeah. So. Yeah, big, big congrats to Honkai Star Rail. I know we got a, a lot of the Genshin community is real big in Star Rail as well. I didn't really stick with it a whole lot, but, I mean, it's still a fantastic game. I think it's been well-deserved with how hard it's come out and how well it's done. So, I mean, big kudos to Honkai Star Rail for taking best mobile game this year. Yeah, that, that's for sure. But regardless, we are, even though we didn't win uh, any Genshin, oh, well, Genshin itself didn't win anything, we still are getting rewards for being nominated. So, yeah, no, I think that was awesome because we got nominated for best ongoing and for player's voice. And while we didn't win the best ongoing award, I wasn't like upset that we didn't win the best ongoing because I do think Genshin is one of the best ongoing games out there on the market. I had actually kind of expected Final Fantasy 14 to take it just because that game is as it's grown has just become an amazing MMO experience and I would have had no qualms with losing to Final Fantasy fourteen, but we lost to the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven DLC mission. Yeah, and that surprised me. Like I was yeah, mad no, that we didn't I was win. watching it because I was watching it with John and some of his friends, and we were like, 
What? Yeah, and it was like I don't mind that we lost, but I'm really surprised that that's the one that won. That I would I wouldn't have imagined it, but I mean it is what it is. Uh, I mean we still also did get nominated once again for the Players Voice Award, which last year there was a huge debacle where it was like us against like Sonic Frontiers, and that was or something like I mean, that. that yeah. Was, oh man, that was almost an all out <laughs> war. I was too fo- I was too focused on the fact that uh you know Xenoblade Three lost last year to um oh. worry about Genshin Impact. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people were heartbroken about Xenoblade losing to to Genshin, especially. No, it didn't. As... It's not that it lost to Genshin. Well, what do you mean? Didn't it, uh, didn't there like a, a contest where or a category where they were up against each other as well, or was it not? I think I I don't exactly remember, but I they think they were in in a. Maybe it was best RPG. I don't remember, but Xenoblade uh, did not win best RPG. It lost to Elden Ring. Oh, okay. Elden Ring to me is not an RPG, but I mean, I guess I can see it. The you know those the, the, the Soul Xenoblade games was are always going to be crazy. Well, popular. I know I'm going to get it. You know, you're going to get me going on a tangent about Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> again. That's fine. No, okay, so, we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll can, we can save there, that then. for later. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> Um, I will say that I'm not even upset about Genshin losing Player's Voice this year as well, especially with just the the, the category of, or just the, the 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 quality of games that it was up against. I mean, we had Tears no, of the Baldur's Kingdom. Gate, Bal- no, Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate deserved literally everything. Oh, yeah, and I posted that on Twitter. I was like, man, I voted for Genshin, but I'm fully expecting Baldur's Gate to win, and it did because, I mean, Baldur's Gate is just a phenomenal game. Yeah, I didn't. Zero I didn't play myself, but I've heard a lot of a lot of great things about it, and it's of course like all over my for you page. So I'm like, heck yeah. Yeah, well, that, well, that's my thing too. Is like I ha- I don't play at Baldur's Gate because I'm too broke to actually buy the game, which is why I didn't vote for it. And I feel like if I was able to actually play Baldur's Gate rather than just watch my friends play it or watch Twitch streams, my vote may have changed. But because out of all these games, the only one that I'm actually able to play is Genshin. That's the one that got my vote. But seeing Baldur's Gate take it, not surprised, not upset, well-deserved. I mean, carry on, great job. So we, we got that. But like, like you said, um, despite not winning the categories, we, I mean, Hoyo it did still say that, you know, thank you for the nominations. We are still getting the 800 Primo Gems just for the, for the nominations at the Game Awards. So that'll be coming in the... Four different in-game mails, which we should be getting the last one, I think, tomorrow, maybe? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So we got that. After our previous recording, Genshin also won an award for the uh, the PlayStation Partners. I think it was like Grand Grand Partner Award. And I we don't also know. got Yeah, but we also got like, I think like 400 or something Primo Gems for that. And I didn't know that was a thing. Hey, you didn't know about the PlayStation Awards? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> not the PlayStation I mean, Grand Partnership like, Award. I mean, I mean, I'm just sort of, I'm vaguely aware of the PlayStation Awards. I know they exist, oh. but considering oh. I don't have a PlayStation, I don't follow anything for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I play PS5 like religiously, but no, I had no idea. But yeah, Genshin got an award That's on crazy. that. So we got some primos from that. So no, nah, we've got no. We've got just a buttload of primos here recently. I was just saying, like, great. that's crazy, because, like, I don't have a PlayStation yet. I know what the PlayStation Awards are, and you do, and you don't know what they are. Oh, well, I'm, I'm old and ignorant. Leave me alone. 
Going to bully me on here. I mean, I probably should know about these things, but I, I just don't keep up the way that I should. But speaking of PlayStation, uh, the only other piece of news that we really have before we take our break and jump right to the live stream coverage is that there is a Genshin is releasing a Genshin Impact required resource package update for players that play on the PlayStation 4. And I think this is mainly because with these constant huge updates, the required storage and the resources for the game on, on these consoles just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So they got to have kind of have a way to compress this down to help, you know, people on this on this older console and that's out of date. So I think that's what that's going to address. That way the installs aren't so load heavy on the console. So, I mean, that's kind of nice. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they need to do something like that for mobile because it's not like, you know... Yeah, I was, about to say like, the hey. same, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, you want to update your thing? It's like, yeah, cool. It's like, a, you know, a 20 gigabyte update. Like, We're going to set Christ. your phone on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I guess I'm just going to start this while I go to sleep and hope that my phone doesn't crash while I, you know, before morning, before it finishes. Hope I don't wake up and my bed is on fire. Yeah, right. You, know, you got a big burn spot on your nightstand or something. But uh, as far as, like, news goes, I mean, that's really about it. Yeah, I mean, I can't really, yeah, I can't think of anything else that really jumped out. I think the, they're doing another round of concerts. Um, and that's... Oh, yeah, that's right. They are doing another concert. I think it's on the 22nd. Okay. I think it's on the and... 22nd, if I remember correctly. Oh, and I, I would love to actually go and see one of these concerts live. But, that uh, would I don't be think awesome. Ever... Yeah, I don't think they're ever going to come down to uh, down to Atlanta to the Cobb Energy Center or anything anytime soon. So I'm just going to have to go without for a while. But we'll we'll see how that goes. And you know, if if you if you are in one of those areas that the that the symphony does go to, you're able to attend it. I hope you have a good time. I hope it's as wonderful and magical as I imagine it is. And I'll be with you there in spirit. But yeah, so I say with that. I mean, to be honest with you, we're only like ten minutes in because there's like no news. I mean, Neku did it all last week. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. So, I mean, with that thing, do you want to take a break? I mean, we can just we can just truck on through Ito's music and he can just take a break this week and we'll just jump, you know, go full speed. What do you think? You know, why not? Yeah, why not? We're just going to skip our break. So, yeah, if, if you're listening and you haven't gotten your drink, you haven't gotten your snack or gotten comfortable, too bad because we're just going to keep on going. Too bad. Yeah, so, well, I guess they can just hit the pause button if they really need to go pee or something but i suppose so all right so let's jump on into it uh yeah version 4.3 special program roses and muskets i'm just gonna go and say it this is definitely the gun update a gun update real i mean even just like the promotional picture you see chev rooster with her musket and you see ayaka has a Ayaka's pistol got like a, yeah she's got like a flintlock pistol it's like okay and then, of course, you know everything we're going to talk about with Navia, and, and of course, and of course, best... you know, roses and muskets is a play on Guns and Roses. Yeah, and oh, I love that. So it, I could not imagine if they actually played some kind of like orchestrated, like weird version of like Guns and Roses, like Sweet Child of Mine or something in the background of this. I would have lost my. Yeah. Shit. Oh, I'm going to delete that. But yeah, <laughs> def, def, <laughs> definitely the gun update this time around. So let's uh, let's go and dive headfirst into it. Uh, naturally, first thing we're going to cover are our wish banners, and phase one, 
finally long awaited to to my delight girl. to yours as well yeah let's go your In girl the name navia of rosula navia is here and joining navia is going to be a rerun for ayaka i mean th- those are both going to be prime pulls for a lot of people because navia being the you know th- the absolute new unit and i know a lot of people have been looking forward to her and ayaka just being like pretty much like i think like the cryo unit isn't she like like the cryo DPS that people just kind of go I mean, crazy pretty for? Mu- pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't have her, but yeah. I don't either, but I feel like Ayaka got a rerun here recently. And it was like people were like, yeah, you have to pull for Ayaka because her damage is just like ridiculous. I mean, I don't need her. I have Risley. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Oh, God. My Risley's been doing so good. I love my Risley. My Risley's so- great. Yeah, I feel like that if I had actually gotten Ayaka, I'd be like, yeah, I got Ayaka. Gonna go back to playing Risley. And that would be from the end of that. Yeah, no. So, the, the other day I did go back and, like, I was playing with my, um, my, my Dendro team. And I was like, man, I'm also having so much fun with my Dendro team. I, it's like, I, oh, it was like um, I almost missed playing as my Dendro team because it was so much fun, my Alhatham team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I know that the the domain in Fontaine where you have to do for the um for the weapon materials, the one that's underwater where you fight the two big alien orb things. Yeah. Yeah, Dendro team in there cleans house. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because for some reason they charge, they charge up with like a Dendro element. No, because I'm talking about my like my my um my because my Dendro team is Electro. It's, a, it's you know my Alhazen Quicken team. But what's oh, also yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it like it cleans house all the time. But it's also yeah. like what's also really fun about using the I'll bring the Risley team into there because you can mm-hmm. immediately break the the shields with OCR Numa. Oh yeah, no, no, I just go off to the site and or if you have like his uh, if you have his burst ready, you just go off to the site and line them up, and just Risley would just absolutely just shred them down. Yeah, that's how I got the achievement for breaking the shield. Oh, you can actually get the achievement in there. I didn't know that. Yeah, you I might can get have the, the achievement for breaking it, for breaking their shields. Yeah, that's how I got it. Oh, that's... I think I posted about it oh. a while back. You might have. I'll see if I had that achievement or not, because, yeah, that's what I do. I'll take my Rise of Golf to the side and just blah, and then their, like, shields are gone and they're half dead. I'm like, cool, let's just finish this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that'll be phase one. We'll have Navia coming in here with the Geo representation and Aika with her rerun. And then following that, we will have phase two, where we're going to have reruns for both Raiden Shogun and for Yoimiya. And I just want to say, before we go into the featured force on that, it, it seems to be an ongoing theme that whenever an Archon has a rerun banner, it always seems to be with Yoimiya. Have you noticed that? Yeah. It's, I, I, and people are like, because people point that out on Twitter as well, like, why is Yoimiya back again with with Raiden? And it's just like every time that they get a um Because every time there's there's it, an Archon banner, you have to you have to you have to put Yoimiya. Yeah, uh, so I don't know, maybe Yoimiya is like the, the, the Pyro Archon in disguise and that that's why they're doing it. We just don't know it yet. We'll have to see. Um but yeah, that was just something kinda neat to point out. But also joining in phase two, and I think uh, the reason why they didn't put uh, this character on the Phase 1 banner is also try and bolster the sales in Phase 2 and not have the numbers teeter off, is Chevreus will be joining uh, that banner as the featured 4-star in our brand new 4-star Pyro character. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll have to talk about her because I think she's pretty interesting in terms of like her kit. She is, and I think that the fact that there, she's paired up with uh, with Raiden and Yoimiya and the elemental reaction between Electro and Pyro and with Chevrus's kit, she's an absolute fit for for that for that team dynamic because she she's built for it. I mean, one hundred percent made for. Um, what what is that one? Is it is overconduct? Overload, overconduct? Yeah, overload teams. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm You're like, no, superconduct is, is, yeah, superconduct is, is the electro and cryo It's electro and cryo. Yeah, and I was like, what the, what, what is the, you were like, overconduct? Overconduct? I'm yeah. going you know to what, make it's overload. <laughs> I was halfway there. Maybe overconduct is when you do like, you know, when they're on fire, but then you freeze them and you shock them. That's, that's overconduct. Overconduct. Yeah, that's where we're gonna stick. That's uh that's like my uh my, oh, yes. my burgeoning team. Oh, yes. Yeah. New elemental reaction uh, drop. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, the Discord's gonna have a field day with that one. Great. I'm not gonna let you let it go. Uh, <laughs> no, they're not. Absolutely not. They're gonna jump on. I'm that. not going it's to okay. either. <laughs> uh, I welcome it. So our first brand new character that we have coming in, of course, we have Navia as our five star Claymore Geo. And Looking at her kit and the way that her her skills and her burst work out, it's it's pretty neat. It's it's not typical Geo. It's nothing like super revolutionary, but it is something different. And yeah, I do appreciate different. That. It does stuff with um, the shields, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, it's, it's the crystallized. So like yeah. now, yeah. So now she focuses on with the crystallization, but before, like the Geos never seem to do much with the crystal. They're like, hey, make a shield. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But Navia, whenever she... Okay, so I'm just going to read it off the thing. So it says, When obtaining an elemental shard created from the crystallized reaction, Navia will gain a crystal shrapnel charge. Crystal. And based on the... What's that? Crystal. I was just making yeah. fun of the way you said crystal. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. I was, I was like, wait, what? You said okay, crystal. Gotcha. So, oh, yeah. Oh. I think it's because I'm sick. So, yeah, if I sound real funny, yeah, it's also kind of ill. So, I'm going to blame it on that. No, um, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> based on the number of crystal shrapnel <laughs> charges uh, consumed, Navia will open her elegant yet lethal gunbrella and fire multiple rounds of was it, shard shots that can penetrate opponents. And the more, the more shards that strike the opponents, the greater the geo damage will will be dealt. So she wants to generate the, the 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 shield crystals, gather them, not because they make a shield, but because I'll make her it, attack it amplifies stronger. her damage. Yeah, yeah. And as somebody that is you know, runs like a character like Kuki and you know these these off field you know reaction characters a lot, that's that's going to be awesome. Because I can throw like Kuki's ring on Navi, I feel like, and it is just going to be constantly making the Electro Geo shards, and I'm hoping I can use that to make Navi just, just an absolute artillery piece and just blow the crap out of everything. She's going to be just really cool to play. So now I'm very excited to get Navi in here. I'm excited to see her new mechanic. I want to see what her constellations are, to see how many. How far should you go? Exactly. Well, knowing you, you'll probably go all the way. So what my plan is, so right now I have like 140 fakes or something like that, and she is my guarantee. 
So I'm not worried about getting her. The just getting her constellations. The, no, no, not not even that. The hurdle is is that I want to get her, and I also want to get her weapon. Oh, because, you want to get her weapon? It is because, so freaking cool, yeah. dude. She's a battle yeah, because, axe. Yeah, it, it, it's a claymore. That's not a claymore. It, it's yeah, like you said, it's a it's a battle axe. It looks amazing on it's her. So pretty. It's like, I have to have this. And her so an- really her attack animations, girl, she kicks it. Oh yeah, no, she kicks it, and then she does a curtsy. Yeah. So yeah, she she kicks it in your face, and then she does a curtsy and thanks you for the privilege. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I know you want that. <laughs> oh man, bad. So I'm not worried about getting knowledge. I know yet, you but... want to be on the other end of that. <laughs> I'm not answering that. Ran. Um, yeah, you're you're getting to know me too well, Emerald. That's not fair. What do you mean? Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're not getting into that. I'm not giving the Discord or our listeners more ammunition to have against me as they, than they already do. So we're, we're going to skirt right on past that. But, right, yeah, if you so say I, so. I need her. Yeah, so like I said, Navi is my guarantee. So I would like her to come early. And I really need the weapon banner to be nice to me. And then if, God willing, you know, I have anything left over, I'll try and throw up more constellations for her. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I'm very, very hopeful. But our second new character we have is Chevrous, uh, who is the Executor of Justice, who comes in. And Chevrous, I think, looks really cool. Um, I absolutely loved her idol animation. She is really cool. Her? I know, with all her little snacks. Like, she's just like me yeah, for real, for real. No, no, she, she is definitely just a girl's girl. Because she's just standing there, she's just got, like, a bucket of, like, one of, like, fries and then one of, like, onion rings and just chowing down. Just like me, for real. I mean, I, I, that's, that's like what I saw on Twitter. People are like, oh, she's just like me. It's like, oh, that. It's like, why does this girl resonate with me so much? And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I can see this. Chef uh, Roos is going to be a pyro pole arm. So another four-star pyro pole arm. So she can hang out with Toma and Jangling and them. But she also brings, her, the, as you see in her character animation, that just musket, just absolute rifle that she has as well. And I think that it plays really cool in her kit. I mean, what did you think about her actual skill set? Her skill set? I think it's really cool. I I actually really like how Fontaine is like doing a lot more with elemental reactions mm-hmm. than we have seen in other regions. And also like generally more like unique stuff with their characters and their kits compared to previous regions too. Yeah, no, I, I like it's really agree. I, like I love... it feels so like like unique. Like, cause, I mean, we got we got yeah. Risley like got you've got Ryza and he just punches things and you've got you've got a um, new Valette and his water laser oh yeah um and there's a uh, the way that like, yeah like, Farina you know, and her like, pets like, for, like yeah Farina can mix it up based on if she wants to heal or DPS no no you're absolutely right these Fontaine characters just the uniqueness in their kits and the way that they work with reactions the way they you know the health management and their kits has just been really really cool the way Navi is trying trying to mix things up a little bit with Geo it's 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 been really really good. I'm glad to see them branching out a little bit. Yeah, I think it's so. I think I think this is a really fun direction for like like Fontaine to go and for the game to go and stuff. Like getting more creative with their characters. Oh, I completely agree because they can't just keep doing the exact same thing over and over again. If Navi had come out and been another defense build, generate shields, but just you know fight with a claymore geo character, that would have, that would have been boring. I mean, we've already got Noel and Ito for that. Or if she was a shield generator, we've got Albedo, we've got Zhongli. 
So it, it's nice to them to, to I mean, technically, she is too. a shield generator. She just does something different with it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what I mean. It, it's just something that, that breaks off from the norm just enough to be different. And then Chef Roos is, fro- is focusing, like, real hard into the into the overload um, reaction. I also how like how uh, Chef Roos's color palette matches the elemental reaction in question, too. You know what? I didn't even notice that until you said something. Yeah, the, the, uh, the red with the purple hair. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, she ma- um, she matches yeah. the elemental reaction. She supports very well. Yeah, no, good on you. So, um, but yeah, so her her burst is the short range, short range, short range rapid interdiction fire, in which Chevreuse quickly shoulders her musket and fires at her opponents, dealing AOE pyro damage. You will hold to enter an aiming mode. Locking a target in the sights to fire a precise shot. For a short duration after Chevreuse fires a shot, she will continually restore HP to your active character on the field. So she deals damage and she heals. And I think one of her I think her passive ability is that if she is in an overload team comp, like the reaction does bonus damage. I, I don't right? exactly remember. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so yeah. So, Chevreuse is in, and she is in a team comp that does overload reactions, like with her, like when she fires her, she throws out the little musket ball, like AOE explosion thing. Like overload will do more damage. So she is built for an overload team. So it's gonna be really kind of cool to see people. You know, she's going to be like the overload support character, I think. And the fact that she heals is kind of a nice touch as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that Chevreuse is going to be a great four-star for people to pull for. Um, I'm not sure if she's going to be the big draw to the Phase 2 banner as they think that she is. But, I mean, you've already got Raiden, Shogun, and Yoimiya who are both I, Yeah, I'm going to try to pull. I am going to try to pull for Raiden. I, I am, of course, still on a 50-50. But I'm going to try to Ooh. go for her anyways because I don't have any of the Archons. You really you don't have any? No, nope. Nikita, Venti, nothing. Nope. I'd have got none of them. Because oh. I was broke after pulling for, for Risley, you know, getting both him and his C1. Oh. And so I couldn't pull for oh, Farina. Man, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, because Risley's C1 does. Because the Archons lot, always seem to come at, like, a bad time for me. Because, like, Nahida, oh, you know, do. she she re-ran, she ran with all Hatham, and I really wanted all Hatham. Yeah, and Nahida's just a great, just all-around character. So I think I think maybe at this point I might start try to at least try to collect some of them. At least one of okay. them. So, you know, well, I, I'll go I'll go for A and see how that goes. Well, I will, I will wish you the best and uh, and hope that she answers your 50-50 and comes early for you. I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed. I mean, crossed I'm at like 60 but like still. <laughs> oh, well, at least you're close. So, yeah. you know, at least you'll, you'll, you'll know sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, we also had another character that made a bit of a debut. Uh, not a playable character yet, but straight out of Inazuma... In Fontaine, we have Chiori, the uh, the owner of a boutique. Who I guess is she the one that does the the clothing and stuff for yeah. characters like Corinne, or is that a, is uh, that a different well, one? I think that might have been a different one, but she did make the outfit for Kirara. I do know oh, that did she? she did make the outfit for okay. Kirara. That's that's in Kirara's voice line about her. Oh wait, no, they did say that Chiori made Navia's outfit as well. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, in in the in the trailer, so yeah, Navi's I outfits think, uh, and he, also Kirara's. 
Because that's okay, in so... uh, Kiara, Kiara's line about her. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so Chiori, uh, art director Chiori, apparently. Uh, Adam Inazuma is in, uh, I guess she's going to appear, make her debut in the uh, flagship event for Roses and Muskets. So we'll see uh, what, what she's all about, maybe see what vision she is, and who knows when she'll actually come into play. So that's another character we can kind of look forward to. No, she looks really pretty, too. Yeah, yeah, no, she does look, she does look pretty pretty. I want to see the rest of her outfit, and I want to see, like, what kind of character she's going to be in the in the actual event to, to see if I see if I vibe with her or not. Uh, new weapons. Uh, we have uh, Navia's new weapon, the Claymore Verdict, which is not a Claymore at all. It is a giant uh, battle axe. Uh, yeah, that is probably the most elegant battle axe I've ever seen in my life. We love I mean, an elegant thing. battle axe. Oh, I love it. I want it. I, I want to know what stats it has. I wonder if it's just going to be like an, an attack stat stick to, to beef her damage numbers. And what the secondary gonna be because we don't have any information on it like at all. Oh, we don't. No, we don't. We don't know what the main set is. We don't know what secondary stat it is. We don't know what ability it has. All we know is that it's there and it looks great, and you want it. That's what we know. Oh, for real. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> so there's that. Um, there's also gonna be a new weapon that we can be obtained through the Roses and Muskets uh, flagship event, which is going to be the Ultimate Overlord's Mega Magic Sword, which. I'm just gonna go and say it. Looking at it, it looks like a golden version of the Minecraft sword. Your problem is, I mean, nothing. It's just um, there's also um, an, an, another um, item there that I can't read the text for that they advertised on it that looks like a roll of uh, duct tape. Yeah, I think. I, like let me see the, if I can the, read it. Super, super duper, duper incredible. incredible. A uh, shiny, sparkly magic crystal. Okay, yeah, no, that that is a roll of duct tape. I mean, it's a prop, so clearly yeah. it's supposed to be a yeah. prop weapon. <laughs> so, yeah, so our, our rewards for this event, in addition to the crown and the primos and all the normal, you know, all the normal stuff, we get a roll of duct tape and a golden Minecraft sword. So I assume we're going to use the golden duct tape for whenever you break your Minecraft sword, since they're usually made out of, like, foam. That'll be neat. Can I, I just want to say, I will appreciate that the sword isn't blue. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. It, it's not a blue sword. So, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to take it. Man, I hate, I hate to break it to you, but um, Navia's signature weapon has blue in it. It does. It has blue in it, but it's more gold than blue. So I, I'm cool with it. It's all good. It's not like, you know, it's not like blue with like a glowing blue blade with a blue hilt. And, you know, God. Tired of blue. Sorry about it. Yeah, 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 very vocally on the podcast, even. So, um, we, in addition, next going on, we also have some new artifacts uh, joining the list. We have the Nighttime Whispers in the Echoing Woods, which, from what I, uh, the, they didn't show the stats and the effects on the livestream event, but if you go to the event page through the Hoya Lab app or through the link provided on the, uh, the Genshin Impact Twitter, you can actually see these stats and the abilities for these artifact sets. So the Nighttime Whisperers in Echoing Woods, the first one is an attack bonus. And if I'm not mistaken, it focuses around uh, geo-reactions. And as you cause more geo-reactions and, sh and generate shards, I believe it amplifies the damage to like so much of a degree, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the, the things, because again, it's on, it's on mobile, it's on the webpage, I don't have it up. But that feels like it is like Navia's focus set. 
looking based on the, the first starting part of the screenshot that you just sent me, the four piece is after using elemental skill, gain 20% geo damage bonus for 10 seconds while under shield granted by yada yada yada. Assuming crystallized reaction, this, that, and some other thing happens. Yes. Um, if you scroll down on it, if I'm not mistaken, you got that, that, that geo damage boost. I want to say that it had something to do with the shield of the damage where it got also bumped up by like another like 150 or something crazy like that. So, yeah, so that's definitely going to be Navia's focus set. I mean, the it even matches set, her. It does, very much so. Um, the second set is the Song of Days Past, and the two set bonus on that is going to be a 50% healing bonus. And the it the, now from what I read on this one, this one kind of seems to work like Ocean Hued Clam, to where when you do so much healing, it begins to have a secondary effect where it begins to calculate and store up healing and like overhealing, and then as it does that, and then I think it goes to like a fifteen thousand healing cap bonus. Oh yeah, no, I'm looking a, at it right now. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. yeah. For the first one, it's like, while under shield granted by crystallized reaction, the above effect will be increased by 150%, and this additional Bam. increase be disappears one second after that shield is lost. Oh yeah, my yeah, so lord. Yeah, dumb Geo set. So I think that's going to be good for her. It's probably gonna be great for Ito. Um, yeah, so that'll be great. Uh, do you have the details on the songs of days past as well? I do, because it's right, it's right here. I'll read the four piece. Go for it. It's all you. Go for all it. All right. Uh, when the equipping character heals a party member, the yearning effect mm -hmm. will be created for six seconds, which records the total amount of healing provided, including overflow healing. When duration expires, the yearning effect will be transformed into the Waves of Days past effect when your active party member hits an opponent with a normal charge plunging plunging elemental scale elemental burst the damage dealt will be increased by eight percent of the total healing amount recorded by the yearning effect then the okay. waves of days past effect is removed after it has taken effect five times or after 10 seconds a single instance of the yearning effect can record up to fifteen thousand healing and can only hit a single and only a single instance can exist at once, but it can record the healing from mm -hmm. multiple equipping characters. Equipping characters on okay. standby can still trigger this effect. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, what that seems like it is. No, no, no. Good job. Thank you. Um, that was very helpful. Yeah. So basically, that set feels like an Oshitude Clam, but with Oshitude Clam, it would store up the healing and then it would just do a burst, like a like a damage burst based on the overhealing. Yeah. This sounds like it stores up the healing and then amplifies the attack of your on-field character instead. Yeah. So, I mean, that that I mean, that sounds like, you know, like a Kokomi or a Baiju set or something like that to me. Or Farina. Yeah, yeah, Farina. That could be a good Farina set as well. I don't have Farina. I'm not familiar with how she plays. I, I don't have her either, but I remember playing her in, like, her trial and then, like, the combat event where you could play as her. And I think it it should work well for her. If my memory serves me right, I feel like it should. Yeah, I also played as Farina in the trial thing, but I will admit I went in there and just kind of hit buttons to watch her flashy effects and everything and paid very little attention as to what she was actually doing. But I um, feel like it, it like, should because, like, the problem is obviously she can trigger it herself. So, like, she can give, she yeah. can do the bonus damage herself, stuff like that, because she can heal and then immediately switch to the other one. 
Yeah, yeah, I suppose you could. So no, that'll be really cool. I'm, that, that'll be actually really kind of cool to see the, uh, the theory crafters go out and experiment and piece that together and see how that works with, with her and the other characters like we mentioned before because, like I said, it, it feels like it's, it's a new kind of ocean clam. So that that'll that'll be exciting. I love the Ocean Clam set anyway. Yeah. So this will be a nice this will be a nice option. Next up on the list, we have uh, the new new quest coming in. We have a Navia story quest, the Rosa Multiflora chapter, Act One, and this is going to revolve around Navia and basically how she is handling the the rebuild and restructure of Poisson following the cataclysmic events that we just experienced in the Archon quest. And which they focus that, they emphasize that, you know, it's easy enough to go in and to build the bridges and to rebuild the houses. But how do you rebuild the, the, the emotion, the emotional turmoil and the, the loss of life yeah, how and do you friends move and family? On from something like that. I know that in one of the splash arts, we saw Navia there and behind her were two Spina di Rizula attendants. That um, were not them, that were not our boys. That were not our boys. They were not Melus and Silver. There was basically like, Mom, I want Melus and Silver, and we have Melus and Silver at home. Hey, hey, maybe we and shouldn't she, judge yeah. them too harshly yet. Maybe they'll be good, okay? I think they're going to do a really good job, okay? I believe in them. Yeah, we're we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt because, and granted, they've got some shoes to fill, but uh, it, we're going we're gonna to give them a shot. So I'm, I have a feel like that her taking on new attendees to to fill in the roles of Melus and Silver that she lost is going to be a big focal point on this as well. Because that's, that's, that's got to be a big part of Navia's moving on. Uh, that'll be Navia's story quest. That'll be available as soon as the, as soon as the patch goes live. Of course, we have our flagship event, the Roses and Muskets event itself, which has a quite a wide variety of um, minigames. And the first one is going to be the Thousand Pace uh, Sharpshooting Zone event. And when we said that this was the gun event, we weren't kidding because this is literally a sniper event. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about this one? How do you mean, how do I feel about this one? This is awesome. I mean, I think it looks amazing, but this is such a far cry from, like, anything we've seen before. And? (laughs) And I, I think it's great. It's like, when I saw the preview for this, I was like, man, dude, I used to play, what was it? We're literally playing, like, we're, dude, we're sniping right now. Yeah, it's like, what was it, Silent Scope I used to play, like, at the arcade, the big sniper rifle game. That's what it reminded me of that. So when I see, like, this crosshair, and, and you're, like, sniping hill of trolls off a bridge, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, bang. Yeah, it, it's, it's basically, yeah, the sharpshooting event is essentially going to be another camera event, but with guns. But with a gun. So, yeah, so that that's going to be neat to see. I'm really excited to play that. It looks like it's going to be crazy amounts of fun. Uh, the second one is going to be the um, the trick shot, tricky lights, which is going to be a combat event. Which, from what I've seen, it's going to be one of these combat events to where you go into the fight with your teams. I think it also looks like it has something unique with the combat unless there was another thing in the event yeah it is the combat event i remember they're doing you there's like something with the party setup or okay. something like that and i know that when you like, go through remember. it triggers like this like this like screen event it, where it goes all yeah, like black it, and white yeah like, and the, like, the, the different like filters have different effects like there was one they showcased where 
it was raining and you had a cryo character and you could then freeze your opponents. And so that okay. that oh, nice. that looked really cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, kind of excited for this one. That'll be I'm gonna be uh, honest. I I am in fact a combat event enjoyer. <laughs> Shameless combat I, I event mind. enjoyer. Oh no, that's completely fine. I think a lot of people like the combat events, and I don't mind them. I just find that more often than not, I tend to ignore the actual mechanic, unless it's like that one where we use the camera to to take pictures oh, of the that weak was spots so cool. and they just explode. That was so cool. Yeah, we've had that one like twice now, and when it comes back around, I'm like, yes, I like this one because it's like you know you bring out the camera, it's like doosh, 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 boom, and everything explodes. I'm like, yeah, that's that's satisfying. Yeah, that's 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 the good stuff. But yeah, I like I like combat yeah. events, especially when they have something unique uh, to it, like like this one. You know, yeah, sure. And, and like I said once I play this, I'll get a feel for it. And who knows? It could be one of these new uh, new mechanics that I really, really enjoy. So I, I'm excited to see how it plans out. The next event is definitely something that um well, I, can't I wait. think is very interesting. I can't wait. Oh, the corner, yeah, corner Mecha Ball, which is going to be our co-op game. We're gonna and throw hands. This is like Genshin Hungry Hungry Hippos. Dude, I'm so and ready. This. This looks like it's going to be an insane amount of fun. Like, I feel like that we need to take the opportunity, and I need to, like, plan, like, a community event for this. We need to have, like, a corner mecha ball tournament or something. If we oh, can. yeah. Oh, we're going to fight. Oh, my God. Uh, if the, Yeah, if there's a way to, like, get people, like, in a party and do this, like, with, with the people we want to do this, I, I, I want to do that. So that would be so when it goes live, fun. I'll find out what we can do. Yeah, and, and I'll, be, I'll, buy, like, I'll, I'll buy, like, a Welkin Moon or something, and... You know, whoever, whoever gets it gets a welcome moon or something. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see if that works out because this like is going to be crazy fun. To where you basically, uh, for the for the people that haven't watched the event, and I don't think it's going to be very many people, but you start off there are four people, each with you with a random goal or net on your part of the stage, and there are these little blue seal looking creatures that kind of roll around, and you essentially have to run around and like herd them into your goal. So, like, if you've ever played any games like um, like Hungry Hungry Hippos, or I think Splatoon uh, has no like Mario know... Party has a mini game like this too, where it's like it's like Pushy Penguins or something. Like that. that might be the wrong yeah. name. No, no, no. That I think it's a different mini game that I'm thinking of. But Pushy Penguins is a Mario Party mini game. But there's one where you have to get all the penguins into the goal. Mm-hmm. And, like, the penguins are all running away from every single player. So you have to work together to get all the penguins into the goal by a certain amount yeah, of time. And, like, you win. <coughs> like, oh, it was from it was from Mario Party 10. It was from, no? It was from Super Mario Party. Oh, and God, it was the fact from, that there are even 10 Mario Party. There's a lot more than 10. Uh, but it was, it's from uh, Super Mario Party. <laughs> it's, like, one of those, like, co-op ones from the Raft yeah. game where you essentially have to play a uh, bunch of cooperative Mini games with your uh, teammates, okay. and you would get nice. more time based on your time in the mini game to go further down the river. Okay, I don't think I ever played that one. Um, I do remember a game like this. I think in Fall Guys, but every co-op game in Fall yeah. Guys is terrible because people in Fall Guys are very bad at Fall Guys. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Fall Guys is a fun game, but man, you that is an exercise in patience. Every game is an exercise of patience. Oh, Some it, more than others. Yeah, you know, the old, the older I get, the more true that becomes. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, moving on, the next, the next one we have is going to be the um, 
the camera event, which is what what do they say? The shoot scenes by the narration. Yeah. So this is like what we saw at the beginning of the trailer where they're like filming like a movie. Yeah, they're filming a movie and basically you're helping put it together. Yeah, so you have to like you give them like characters is like I think like the scene they use as an example is like the main character, the protagonist, Navia, is waiting for her friend who's being played by Paimon to show up. So you have to like choose the position of the camera and then angle it to where you're getting like the right focus of the shot. And I guess like each one's gonna have a have a certain set number of, of shots that you gotta get, and then it's gonna piece it together into like a little mini movie for you. I I really want to see how that goes together, and I'm really hoping it does actually play out the little film things that you make, because this looks like it could be really fun if it's done well. Uh, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, that'll be fun to go through. I'm not sure how many different steps you're going to have on that. It looks like there's going to be like one, two, three, four, five acts according to the trailer there, maybe more. Uh, we shall see. Three different scenes. The, Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it looks like it's going to be like maybe like the five next... acts, like three scenes per act. And uh, the next event is we got that the, we're going the to Arataki have... Ito Beetle event. Yep, the the Blazing Armor Beetle Battle Boot Camp. Got it wrong. Um, yeah, so the Arataki Blazing Armor Battle Beetle Battle Boot Camp. So, yeah, Arataki naming conventions never fail to be something ridiculous, and this is you know what? no good exception. For him. Yeah, yeah, good, good for Ito. It's as flamboyant as he is. So, this event. Is apparently not even going to take place in Fontaine, but this is going to take place at the Wan Min restaurant back in Liyue. So I guess we're going to go back to Liyue for this one. But kind of neat to see the beetle fighting coming back with, uh, with oh, the beetle fighting is so new... fun. Yeah, and like I said, new mechanics, uh, new abilities to mess with. So yeah, this, this is this is a fun little casual event. I know some people are having some trouble with uh, with it a little bit, but I don't think these are too bad. I think these are enjoyable. Oh, yeah, and our next one, Dance of uh, Resolute Will. This was another combat event. This is the one that I was mm-hmm. thinking of. Okay. With the, um, where it seems like the, I don't remember exactly how it works, but it looks like there might be some link between, like, your your party setup, where, like, you can only use, like, like both party members have to have, like, one specific character. Not Not like that, but, like, if you pick one character for one team, it will be on the second team, and you can't do anything about it. Gotcha. Okay, we've had ones that like that before. Yeah. Where they have like, oh, well, if you choose this team, then the first and like the third character are going to be on your next teams. Yeah. And and then after that, like the second and the fourth character will be on the next team. Like, it kind of like it like tears its way down. I mean, th- that'll be kind of neat. Uh, I think we've done this event before, or something very similar to it. Uh, yeah, I know. Hopefully, there'll be something interesting. Like, I think, like what you were saying with the elemental reactions. Like, I think is that what you're talking about. Or you talking about the previous combat event with that elemental reactions? Oh no, that was that with the camera thing. I got the okay. two. Okay, cool, cool. I combined the two. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So I'm pretty sure we've done this one before. Um, so nothing super crazy there, but like I said, more primos, more enhancement. You know, weapon. Uh, from what I see, that weapon enhancement material that's in there. Is the one for Navia's weapons, so if you need those, then there'll be some of them in there that you can get as well. The next one is going to be the Lost Riches event. Woohoo, Lost Riches. I want that, I want that brilliant Sealy. Yeah, so this is going to be your chance to get the new Sealy pet. Um, I know we've gotten a couple already. How many do we have now? Because I think I'm uh, only got five. Like two or three. 
Oh, do you have five? I don't have five, but there are five total colors. I only have, oh. like, one, maybe two of them. Yeah, I think I got two. Um, but yeah, like you said, they got that new, the new, uh, the new Sealy, which is the light blue, which I guess is going to be like kind of like the Hydro. The Hydro, the pretty blue. Hydro Sealy. It's like almost like a, a clear blue. It's like iridescent. It's really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one you're going to go for if you can get oh, it? Oh yeah, no, of course. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Well, I think I've got the green one. I know I have the pink one. I think, I think I might I think the I, yellow one. I think I just my... have the green one, going to be honest. <laughs> I don't oh, okay. remember because I don't really use the Sealy's. I use, like, the other pets. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm probably going to go for the yellow one just because I'm going all in on my Navi and my Geo and all that crap. I'm going to go with Brilliant because so I, like, I like blue. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's cool. So, yeah, you got, you got Brilliant, Stayflower, Rose, Viola, Moss, and I don't know what the, the Geo one's called. I can't read that. It's way too small. But... Yeah, so you got six to choose from. I said I think brilliance can so. go underwater with you. Oh yeah, it can, can it? I forgot. I think is that like the only one that can go underwater yes. with you? Yeah. Okay. But it's not the only pet that can go underwater with you, but it can go underwater with you. Gotcha. Like Andorra and the jellyfish can also go underwater with yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, the jellyfish makes sense. And Andorra, um, next you one know, this to... little ocean. Oh yeah, well, of course. Jeez. The next one's going to be the one that people have been really, really excited for, which is um, Return of Our Boy Liven. Yeah. With the Marvelous merchandise. merchandise. Yeah, man. Give what Natlin prompts are you going to give us this time? Yep. Give him some trash, and he's going to give you some primos and some uh, and some materials. And it's, it's just going to be great every day. We love our boy and his big, fantastic hair. Yeah, I think they had them giving me like was it, radishes, uh, fowl, some chicken legs, and some pine cones, and it's like, yeah, just give me like five of each of these, and he's gonna give you like forty primo gems and like three of every character ascension material. So yeah, Liven's daily commissions are gonna be back. So I know a lot of people are very excited for that. Uh, if you're not excited for that, you should be, because uh, Liven's great. You should be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you. You, you should be. You. Yeah, no, no. Be be excited because Li- Liven's like he he is the goat in in Genshin. Uh, we do have some new TCG updates for uh, the Genius Invocation TCG. Uh, lots of lots new playable of new characters. Stuff. Yeah. So the list that I have here for new playable characters are going to be Senora. Playable Senora, guys. It's real. Playable Senora is in the game. Yeah, for all the doubters out there, Senora is playable and in the game. Uh, <laughs> so we got her, Azdaha, Layla, Yelan, Lenny, Lynette, Albedo, Alhatham, oh. the Aramite. Yep, yep, your boy's in here. You're going to have to go in there and get your Alhatham card. Oh, yeah, for real. Um, we have the Aramite Scorching Lore Master. Oh. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, was that? what was her name? Was it Babel? I think yeah, it was her name. Yeah, Babel. Babel, yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people kind of went gaga over her. That character's in here. The Thunder Manifestation and Devalin himself. And Devalin? I'm going to have yeah, to get kinda, the Devalin cool Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see uh, I Devalin see that they also the added, they have like this, I can see it in the one of the, in the pictures that they put. They have now a card for Storm Terror's Lair. Oh, so that was yeah, a card that was that already in the well. game. 
And one yeah. for the liar, uh, too. But that'll be cool. I can't wait. Yeah, so lots of cool cards coming in on this event. So uh, there's also uh, the Genius Invocation TCG, the Asia Invitational, uh, will be going live. That's going to be an offline event, so a, a real Genius Invocation TCG uh, event that'll go on probably somewhere in the Southeast Asia area, probably around like, you know, Southeast China, probably like Hong Kong, Philippines, things like that. So that, that'll be cool for them, for any of our listeners in that area. You can keep your eyes open for that. Kind of neat that they got that kind of area promoted. And then you got Zhang Ling facing off against Dea while uh, Dunyarzard and is that Albedo back there are kind of just watching? That's Kazuha. Oh, who did I say? You said Albedo. Oh, oh yeah, no. It's, yeah, He's holding yeah, a cat. Kazuha, Why yeah. would? <laughs> Whatever, short little blonde boy. It could be the Traveler. Who cares? <laughs> I care. The same character, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. Yeah, that's, that's definitely Kazuha back there playing with the cat. Yeah, something for something for people to to look forward to if they like to do the uh, the offline events. Now, one of the big things that I am super excited about are all of these quality of life updates, these system optimizations, because wow, have we been needing some of these? So I've got a a full list of some of these updates that we're going to get, and let me just bring them up here real quick. So the first thing that we got is going to be the artifact interface optimization. So the first thing is you're going to be able to actually display what actual artifact sets are recommended for your character. Not we have, too that, much we have that with like the, the talent. We've had that for a while with the um, talent order. Mm -hmm. But um, and now we, we finally have that now with the artifacts. Like what sets can I do? don't remember if they said it also show you like the ideal substats too or like main stats but it would does show like the artifact sets people use on uh the characters so that's yeah and and that's great because i mean before we had like you know recommended stats like what what main stat do you want on your sands or whatever like that but knowing like what actual sets people are recommending i think it's going to be a really really good um couple of things for Searching through your artifacts, we have new filters to where it's going to be a lot easier to filter out your artifacts. Um, there is automatic locking and unlocking for artifacts. So whenever you get them, you don't have to go and actually lock them. You can set it to certain parameters where it will lock the artifacts for you so you don't act accidentally fodder something that you don't mean to. So that'll be helpful. Um, the big one that I appreciate is the enhance to next tier feature, which... Now, instead of having to add and update, and it goes up like two levels, and add and update, and it goes up one more level, and then add, and you have to like select like one more blue artifact to make it just hit, you know, tier four to see what your substat is. With the new feature, you can just select enhance to next tier, and it will automatically fill it with what you need to, and it will shoot it straight up to tier four, eight, 12, or 16 in one click. And that's amazing. I am very, very excited about that. Uh, are you excited about that as I am? Uh, yeah, maybe not as much as you are, but I think that is a nice little quality of life feature. It'll definitely uh, yeah. save some EXP, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, for, for absolutely. Because I get tired of whenever I'm updating things. And it always goes to like tier, to like tier 3, and like just a little bit to where I have to like go down and manually select one blue artifact just to, just to barely touch the plus 4 tier. 
so I can see what my last substat is. Because I don't want to just keep throwing like a whole bunch of EXP and then it turn out to be garbage. So no, this is that, that, that's a great, great uh, quality of life update. The next one that we have is going to be optimize enhancement screens for your character experience, to which you can. I mean, I would just do it right things. there on the interface without having to open another uh, screen. Yeah, exactly. Now you can just auto add, throw it in there. Be like, where do you want to? What level do you want to take them up to? And you just be like, I want to take this character up to level eighty. And you're just like, go, and and you're done. There's no more. They're taking a lot of the, the the nuance and the repetition out of it, and I'm I am all for it, please. So that's that's very exciting. And to also, see. they are now when you are doing the uh, domain challenges. So when you go to re- redo yes. them, you're now spawning right in front of the key instead of having to spend stamina going up the stairs. That's probably going to make the Mondstadt domains. More tolerable. It's going to make everything more. It's, it makes no sense for them. You'd be like, hey, I need to do this again. And they put you back in there. And you have to like spend the next 30 seconds just running back to the key. It makes no sense. So It is no, what I, it is. I, I put, yeah. So, no, this is – that's definitely great. All for it, please, and thank you. Uh, I know a lot of people are kind of like going crazy over that one. Uh, that That's a small update, but a very, very welcome one. The next one is going to be an optimized quest flow for the uh, for the chasm. For the chasm actually. one, yeah, I remember struggling with this because the the world quest for the chasm and the Dainsleaf quests that are down there are interlinked, mm-hmm. and so basically they separated the two of them. Yes. So it's not like so they now... got they did not get rid of the world quest or anything. They just separated them. So now you could just you could go and do the Dainsleaf quest. And then come back later and do the world quest. Like, you don't have to go through the world quest to the point where you can do the Dainsleaf quest. Correct. Yeah, so what it says right here is, in version 4.3, the world quest, the Chasm Delvers, will no longer be an unlock requirement for the Requiem of the Echoing Depths Archon quest. And this means, once travelers get get the Enter the Chasm Underground Mines objective during the In the Depths and Uninspected Reunion, a waypoint will automatically unlock within the chasm. That way you can just get right into it. So, no, separating those two to where it's just a lot better ease of access is is really, really good. But And I know you're all about uh, get, getting more into that Danley, that Dainsley floor. So the more people can jump right into that, the better. Yes, the more people to talk about my favorite boy with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is going to be the one-click expeditions. Processing and forging. So for all of our... It's essentially a claim all button. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's not only a claim all button, but it's like claim all and dispatch them again. No more. Get them, reassign somebody. Next one, get them, reassign them. Now it's claim all. Like you said, it's a claim all. And then do you want to send them all back out on the exact same expeditions? Yes. You're done. Because that, 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 that was just a time sink. It really was. As somebody that does the daily expeditions, I mean, every single day they're bringing home, they're bringing home more ore and more mora, nonstop. So I'm, I'm glad to see that. Uh, are, do you do you still keep up with your expeditions? Right, yeah, well? yeah, I do. Okay, so definitely good for that. It's also going to apply to things like, um, I guess, on our processing. 
So whenever you process a lot of ingredients, you don't have to go and select each one individually. You, you just get everything. If you've made a bunch of flour and you made a bunch of butter and a bunch of jam, you can just one click collect everything all at once. And the same thing for whenever you're forging things. If you've, I know everybody for their battle pass, like one of the week was like forge 20 items. So most people just make like 20 missing enhancement ore. And then when the four sets of five already, they go in and just claim that. So now you can hit one button, claim all, instead of having to claim, clear, claim, clear, claim, clear, claim, clear. One button, you're done. Just a little streamlining the process on a lot of things there. And I tell you what, the next piece of update, I'm going to let you do because I know you are super oh, excited Oh, yeah. It. I was right. <laughs> uh, we got a new Serena teapot. We have our Fontaine Serena teapot, and it is underwater. It is entirely underwater. And it looks amazing. It's so pretty. And you go to the different islands via the the, way, the, the water currents. And, ah, I'm obsessed. I'm sorry, Indazuma teapot, but I'm finally moving on. It's it's going to be really hard for me not because I'm in the middle of building a Fontaine City on my regular. Oh, I'm building right an underwater uh, like Melusine City. <laughs> oh man, I mean, how can you not? Because we got the Melusine buildings and the furnishings and things like that. It's like they have to give us an underwater area. They have to. And uh, lo and behold, you were right. It's Here it entirely is. underwater. <laughs> it's not just oh, some islands and, on a surface with an underwater section, like how I was imagining it in my head. No, it's entirely yeah. underwater. <laughs> yep, you are in the ocean. And a fun thing that was mentioned during the live stream programs, it said while you're underwater, there are going to be certain areas that you can put the the decorative fish that you have in. I know, that that's so cool. you can only so put cool. inside your pond and stuff. I'm going to do some more fishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to have to like go catch more of the special fish to put in my teapot now. No, I mean, the, the new area, it looks great. I know you're excited, and having seen it, I'm very excited to, to get to it as well and see how it works out. Oh, I'm glad that came to fruition for you. I'm glad you were you were very, very right about that. Um, we did mention this earlier, but yeah, there is the new concert series, which is the, uh, which they announced, which is the Melodies of an Endless Journey, which I guess they're going to broadcast that on December 22nd. And yep. yeah, that'll be fun to tune into. In addition to that, we also have the release of the new Stellar Moments Volume 4. Yeah, new character album, a lot of character tracks. This is going to have 26 new tracks from the Hoyo Mix team. Very exciting. All Finally the... getting all Hazem's yes. track. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to love to see that. Uh, I'm always here for more Genshin music. They were actually my top artist on my Spotify. Oh, yeah, up. they were one of mine, too. That doesn't surprise me because I tend to put on, like, when I'm working, if I don't have, like, some Twitch stream or something playing in the background, I will play, like, Genshin background music, like, just to work to. Uh, no surprises that they were on my Spotify wrap up. So the more the more music to throw into the mix, definitely the better. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's about it. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I miss. I'm just going over it. And no, I think that just about wraps it up. But I mean, we've got a lot. What do you say? What do you think that you are most looking forward to in 4.3? A teapot, obviously. Teapot's your number one? Oh, yeah, for real. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of saw that because when they, when they, when we heard rumors that there was going to be an under, oh, excuse me, an underwater teapot, I know you got really excited. So, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't be surprised, but, uh, but I think that's a solid choice. I think a lot of people 
are very excited to see that because some people get crazy with their teapot creations. I know. Speaking of which, is your teapot public? Can I just like jump in your teapot at some point? Yeah. Do you, do you okay, want to do that after the recording? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually. I might come do that. I come jump in. I'll come. Uh, I haven't even. Teapot. I haven't even gotten on today. So like. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. I think I did my weekly bosses, but if you want some company, I won't mind going through them and stomping them out for you real quick. Yeah, of course. Sure, we can do that. Cool. Awesome. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any surprise as to what my most look forward to part of this update is. I mean, it's your I girl, you Navia. Guesses, I think you, yeah, like I said, I'll give you three guesses, but you're going to get it in one. And yeah, exactly. It's my girl, Navia. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very easy to read, so I'm no, very excited for that. But I will say that the new teapot region and a lot of these quality of life uh, improvements um, are are definitely big draws for me. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about the content of this update uh, with the lack of an actual, like an Archon quest. But the new event looks like it's got a lot going for it. And there'll be a lot of like interesting. There's going to be a lot of character, fun character interactions, which I'm always there for more fun character yeah, interactions. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to get through and that'll help me pace things out. Cause usually like when an Archon quest comes out, a lot of people sit down and you just want to hammer it all out one, like in one sitting. Like you don't want to like, you know, you don't want to stop mid-story. But with an event like this, because you know it's gonna be like, hey, you're gonna do this today, and then it'll be time gated for like eight or sixteen hours or whatever it is, and then you'll come back and you'll do some new parts of it tomorrow, and there'll be new chapters and things like that. That'll help space out the content until we get the next either the next part of the Archon Quest or interlude or whatever that is. You know, we're gonna have so. Um, I think this is going to keep us uh, well entertained throughout the Christmas season, past New Year. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely going all in on Nautilus. I got like 140 pulls. I'm going to keep saving up every last bit that I can and hope that the uh, hope the gotcha gods are nice to me. Yep, me but, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wish you best of luck on your on your ride in pulls. I, I got faith in you. I, I, I hope she comes here early and I hope that you get that 50-50. Let's uh, tell you what, let's do a real quick question of the week, and then we'll go and wrap it up for the night. Sound good to you? Yep, that sounds good. All right. Uh, do you want to read this one off, or shall I? Uh, I can go ahead and read it. It's all you. Go for it. All right. This question of the week is from Melty. Every Archon we've seen so far has brought a twist on their status as an Archon. Like Venti hides amongst his people, Zhongli baked his death, Raiden ruled with an iron grip, Nahida was imprisoned by her people... And Farina ended up not being the Hydro, being the Archon at all. So, what kind of twist do you think the Pyro Trio Archons will be? I'll go and take point on this one. I think that this Pyro Archon is going to be very out there in the field, like fighting a war. Like, I think she is going to be in the midst of it, like no holds bar, in there, and just, you know almost like Chot and just relishing the battle because it is the nation of war. But, but with the down twist, there. the twist for it, which I feel like you could go with the route of being a lover and not a fighter. Mm, maybe. Do you, do you think it's going to be, even though it being the nation of war, maybe like the Archon is like trying to like find peace between the different warring factions or whatever it is that's going on in their nation? I think that could be... That's a really interesting concept. I think that would be a really interesting concept hmm. of trying to bring the nation together. Maybe. I personally, I mean, I 
I would like to have like kind of a hot-headed archon. Hot-headed archon, real? Uh, that would be, I'd love that. For real. I would yeah. love for one for uh, her to be like real, like have a real fiery personality. But at the same time, I, I do think I could also, I would also really enjoy the whole twist of her being an actual like lover, not a fighter. Like sure, she can like conflict, but like, she can, I mean, like, in the sense of, like, she can she can enjoy battle, and maybe she's, like, a really good fighter, but, like, mm-hmm. she would just rather have peace. Essentially, fighting okay. for peace is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. Trying to bring an end to the conflict. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Oh, I, I, could, I, could, I could be down with that. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, twist. I guess I kind of answered it more, like, what kind of personality I think that they would have. Yeah, mine was more like, that's so, the twist I could see coming. Yeah. Huh. An actual twist, though. Maybe they're supposed to be, like, this Archon that's supposed to, be like, fire, like, the Nation of War, but maybe they're not, like, maybe they're not strong at all. Oh. Like, in the Nation nation of Wisdom, Nahida is, you know, all things said and done, is wise. Um, Venti, you know, attains, you know, the nation of freedom. Venti does move and does, does Venti, things, Venti does whatever you know. he wants. Venti does what Venti, 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 Venti does what yeah, Venti, Venti wants. Yes, he does. Uh, Zhang Li very much upholds to the, his whole, the, con- the his contracts. Of, exactly. Right in Shogun, you know, she's up in her thing, uh, very stout sitting her, in the, her uh, eternity, her plane of euthymia mm-hmm. and then oh, furia is kind of a unique a unique case based just based on her her whole circumstance but yeah maybe someone neat for the pyro you know it's supposed to be like this nation of war and conflict if they are just like yeah i'm leading these battles and stuff like that but maybe they're like maybe they're deathly afraid actually or they're not strong like they're this commanding general but they have people fight for them because they themselves are not powerful Maybe they've exhausted all their energy over the years of trying to maintain their nation to where they just don't have anything left. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You no, know, that that's a both are, fun both are fun. yeah both are fun takes both are fun takes and I love it. <laughs> I should have given this question more time to to brew in my head than I did. I don't think I did did this did this question justice. No, and then I'm over here who's got lore writing and like story writing on the brain. 24 7 yeah no yeah and, and now the gears in my head are turning now and i just don't have time to sit here and just churn everything out but no that's actually an interesting question and like you said all the all the archons have kind of stayed true to their nature but then it also had like these different twists like you said venti despite being the archon is amongst his people you know jongly wanted to retire and nahita was turned on by her own people so no it'll be interesting to see how the archon plays in that's for the Ryo Archon, I feel like we may already know her twist because I think her thing is like she was a goddess of love, right? And then in the Travail trailer it says that like she is a god with no love left for her people and her people have none left for her. And just Dainsleaf being dramatic, but but yeah, her being goddess of love, but then she's like there's there's not, like she's essentially a husk of who she once was. Oh, so if we go on this, so it basically, like, Nahida was imprisoned and locked away. Raiden was feared. <clears throat> so if now, if we have, like, an actual, like, a warring, like, uprising against the Pyro Archon, that would be cool. Oh. 
Ooh. Maybe we go down there, like Rebellion. you know. Yeah, we go in there. You see, like you know, El Capitano, whoever it is, is actually like maybe part of the rebellion. Leading a rebellion. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and he's leading the war against. No, the you should see my face right now. Gnosis. I'm like super intrigued. Like maybe that's why he's maybe he's actually causing the uprising that to to beat her down and get the gnosis. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I so like I got that. a couple of I like that. Going, so, yeah. No, I'm here uh, for this. I'm I'm excited. I know. Yeah, I think me and I are both going to be uh, brewing on that a little bit. So, no, good question, Mel. I hope that uh, even though we kind of answered that one off the cuff, that uh, that's a somewhat satisfying answer for you. But with that, I think that's really going to be about it. This episode. Do you have anything that you'd like to add? No, I, wrapping I don't. Up? Sorry, I don't really have anything <laughs> to to say. No. Awesome. Cool. We'll go and call it there then, and. Uh, you know, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's definitely glad to be back definitely with the both of us. If I sounded funny, again, I'm sorry I'm getting over a cold. But, you know, we definitely had to put something out for you this week after uh, a lackluster past couple of weeks. So we hope that this has uh, kind of made it up for you. And we're very excited to see what comes up in version 4.3. And barring anything super crazy happening, then maybe we'll, we will finally actually get to Farina's character chapter next week in episode 85. So... Um, until then, everybody, <clears throat> have a great day, have a great night, and we will see you next week on episode 85. And until then, uh, add Astra, have a sauce. Add Astra, have a sauce.